what is a friend? You know, a friend is somebody who you can really rely on, somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody that, um, you know, you feel that you can be yourself with. And so when you have those attributes going, then it's going to make for a relationship that, you know, is going to is going to last. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how to boost the friendship within your marriage. Seems simple enough. Stay tuned. It's hot outside, which is a perfect time to light the barbecue and crack open the wine. That's right. Pairing the right wine with the right grilled item is great. For example, Zinfandel is fantastic with sausage while a Malbec hits the spot for burgers. Sounds fun, right? Then head over to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link, and learn more about our awesome wine club. By the way, the wine club also makes a fantastic anniversary gift. Prepaid gift options for three, six, and 12 months are available. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hiya, Steve. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. She is also the host of her own show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship out each Wednesday on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And today, we're going to talk about how you can get closer in your marriage. And by that, I mean specifically wanting to be better friends, really increasing that friendship. Um, It's interesting because I, you know, when you guys as the listeners, um, you know, you guys write in some topics and we will do those on occasion um, when it's something that we haven't covered in the past. Uh, But when I don't have one of those waiting in the wings, I will kind of go through our archives. I will look and see what kind of search terms people are using on our website to kind of get the zeitgeist of what's going on. And so I was looking at the archives of the podcast, Karen, and I found that We had actually done a podcast in the past about how to get closer to your in-laws through building friendship, Mm -hmm. but we had never done anything about how to do that with your spouse, Hmm. Um, and and at least in any way of developing a deeper friendship, um, not specifically talking about intimacy or any of those other things that we have touched upon. So um, I guess first... The big question I have to start this off is, should couples work on being better friends? I like the fact that you said better because I would hope that um, that trait of being a friend to your mate was something that you look for right in the beginning. Um, I, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but a lot of us obviously are initially physically attracted to our mate and obviously the physicality of the relationship is very important in the beginning if if that attraction isn't there then it's kind of hard to decide to you know make a commitment to somebody but the friendship should be there as well and so when I say I don't want to burst anybody's bubble what I mean is that through the years the sexual part of the relationship 
often is not as hot and heavy as it was in the beginning. And so you want to have a solid friendship with your mate because that's what's going to really be the glue that binds for the long haul. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said I like that you said, you know, better because um, I would hope it was there in the beginning. Yeah. Um, If it wasn't, then certainly it's something you want to try to build for sure. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I actually heard somebody, uh, I was hanging out with some friends uh, about a week or two ago and they were talking about their kids and they brought up the fact that they have told their kids repeatedly because they're in the teenage years of starting to look uh, for dates and things like that, that uh, looks will fade mm-hmm. and you can't, and you can't fix stupid later on down the road. Uh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so they really were driving home the point that yes, you know, attraction will be there, particularly, you know, teenagers there, you know, the hormones are raging anyway, but um, one of the other things that I think is interesting that, you know, maybe we can discuss either now or f- later on in this podcast is the question of whether or not um, it's appropriate to be not appropriate is not the right word, but is it a goal or necessary to be best friends? Because you often hear, you know, this, you know, my spouse, my husband, my wife, they are my best friend. And I think a lot of people sometimes maybe feel guilty if they're like, well, I love my spouse um, and we have a great friendship, but I grew up with this person who I've always considered my best friend. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so what are your thoughts on that? I don't think that the spouse has to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I'm also going to say that I think that if there is too much friendship, that that and this I'm getting from Esther Perel, who is the leading person when it comes to sexuality and desire. Mm-hmm. Um, she believes that if you are too friendly, that that cuts down on desire, um, that then it becomes more like a brother sister relationship. So I don't think you have to be best friends. And I think also that if you're looking to your mate to be everything to you, that you're going to end up disappointed. Now, that's not to say that some people don't feel that their mate, as you mentioned a moment ago, is their best friend. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But um, I think that if you look to your mate to satisfy all of your needs and be your best friend, that you might be disappointed. So there's nothing wrong with being really close, feeling that you're good friends, but then also having other people in your life that you feel you can go to for other things, you know, having your other needs met by you know, other people, especially somebody that you've known for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, to remind people and highlight the fact that, uh, and and I mentioned this at the top that we're not talking about intimate relationship, understanding and knowledge here. We're talking about friendship, which is, I think, very different. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so you like, that's, so I, I guess I'm, I just want to make it crystal clear that, um, your spouse not being your best friend is not an indicator that you don't have that closeness with them. That's correct. That you have with somebody else. That's so, correct. That's um, correct. Okay. So then what are the, some of the benefits of developing a deeper friendship in marriage? 
Well, you know, as as we've already implied, I think that it's what's going to really be the thing that's going to allow you to have a long-term relationship. There's more of a commitment, there's caring, there's um, a sense of really understanding each other um, and, you know, feeling like you can really count on the other person. I mean, what is a friend? You know, a friend is somebody who you can really rely on, somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody that, um, you know, you feel that you can be yourself with. And so when you have those attributes going, then it's going to make for a relationship that, you know, is going to is going to last. Mm-hmm. OK. And, you know, we we talk a, a lot on the podcast about approaching conversations and and talking with your spouse about this stuff so should there be a conversation uh i mean should you approach your spouse and say you know i want to be have a deeper friendship with you um and if so how would that go down or should it just be something where you just take the reins and start taking action on building your friendship yeah i i think i would have a hard time imagining that you would sit down with your spouse and say okay let's be you know, good friends now, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's work on that. I think that it's just something you just start to do. And interestingly, and you may think that this is kind of strange, one of the things that you can do to start building a friendship or um, ensuring your friendship is gossiping with each other. Um, I remember a couple I worked with years ago where one of the things that um, she complained about a lot is that her husband would never gossip with her, that she would, you know, want to share that with him and talk to him about it. And he would just have no part of it. He thought, thought it was silly to talk about people or to, you know, um, get involved in that kind of dialogue. And she really felt that there was something, you know, special, you know, missing between them, that that was something that they could share between each other. And at the time, I happened to read some research that said that when couples do share gossip, they are more connected with each other. So it's like, you know, it's like with your friend, I can I can tell you something I can't tell anybody else mm-hmm. um, and I can feel safe with you. And that's what gossip is. Um, and by the way, I am not a catty person. I am not a gossiper. Um, again, many, many years ago, I remember sitting uh, down having lunch with somebody and she said, okay, what's the local gossip? And and my like, I just went, ooh, inside. <laughs> that's just not what I do. I don't like it. And yet, I do gossip with my husband because it's something that is just between us. You know, mm-hmm. it's safe. We can talk about it. I don't feel judged. You know, I don't judge him. We talk about it. And and then it's just something between us, you know. So um, I think it's just something you start to do. You share activities with each other. You know, I, I, I but the point is... Um, I don't think you sit down and have a major powwow and say, okay, let's be friends. Yeah. you. So the example of gossiping and, and that I remember that research too, great research. Um, the So is it beneficial if your spouse just indulges um, as opposed to becomes active in it? So you're, you know, the wife wants to gossip, the husband doesn't, but he's willing to just sit there and listen to yeah, it, even though he doesn't give fine. a crap. Yeah, I think that would be fine. As long as, you know, what this guy did was he basically dismissed her and said, I, I you know, why are you talking like that? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the purpose of it? I think as long as there is, you know, as you say, um, passive 
you didn't say passive, but passive, you know, you know, involvement in it, that would be fine as well. And gossip, by the way, doesn't have to be um, trite nonsense either. It could be, you know, good, solid information and conversation that you want. Um, So, you know, that's another part of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, one of the other things as you're talking about this stuff is about building friendship um, and, and, the piece about you know not necessarily needing to have the conversation uh when the weather started getting better um where i'm at although it's southern california it's usually pretty darn good year round not to brag <laughs> uh but you know fixed up the bikes put some air in the tires and my wife and i went out on a bike ride in the evening and just you know when we were finishing up the bike ride we just had that little bit of a conversation of you know, we should do this more often. Mm-hmm. And it was that little piece. And so it wasn't necessarily like we need to do more friendly things, just mm-hmm. having these things. But it was a recognition on both of our parts of like, we wow, we really enjoyed that. We right. should we should try to encourage that behavior out of each other more frequently and find time to do these things more often. Yes, so. and, and that's exactly what friends do. They share activities with each other, mm-hmm. you know. And so... Um, you know, that would be one of the ways that you could do something that would start to create a deeper friendship, um, again, as opposed to sitting down and saying, okay, you know, we have to be better friends. Do Start doing activities together. And for guys, the doing of activities as opposed to talking is probably going to be much more preferred. Yeah, you know, that's true too because we've talked a lot in the past about how guys are, you know – generally speaking, uh, people of action. Right. So, um, okay. So then what does, I think we've kind of already touched on this. Uh, what is implementing a deeper friendship look like? So doing things, doing things, sharing information, um, showing interest in the other person, um, you know, paying attention to when they're telling you um, things about themselves, whether they have an upcoming meeting, whether they have a medical concern, whether they're starting a new project and remembering it and asking about it, you know, following up on it. Because again, that's what a friend would do. Uh, being reliable, uh, you mm-hmm. know, following through on something you say you will, you know, you're going to do for them. And if you can't, at least explaining why, you know, you haven't. Um, because friendship, good friendship is built on trust. Now, of course, a marriage should be built on trust as well, but um, if we're really massaging the whole concept of the friendship part of the relationship, I just want to point out that that's a really important element of it. Mm -hmm. And how about bringing in other couples into this equation to help kind of like kickstart everything? You know, so, so you and your spouse are having maybe a little difficulty finding common ground or something, but you know, maybe you could have um, a, a barbecue or something with some friends that kind of gets the gets the friendship mojo going. Well, uh, I see pluses and possible challenges with that. Okay. Um, if it's a couple that each of you like, then that's fine. That's going to work. Uh, sometimes it's hard to find four people that all like each other and all enjoy each other. Um, You know, on the other hand, it's an activity that you're doing together. And if you're hosting the barbecue, you know, it's an activity that you're sharing and preparing. So, you know, that creates a bonding experience. So, yeah, that, you know, that might work. Uh, Like you, I'm also not a gossiper. Um, 
But I would say that if, to your point, it's hard to find four people who all like each other and get along, if it turns out that uh, that is not the case, that you don't all get along, you now have something to gossip about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't – I'm trying to think of how to tell this to you and not offend anybody and not use um, inappropriate language. But my family – my family, um, my husband, myself, and our two daughters, after we have a dinner at our house for holidays or something, one of our favorite things to do is part of our cleanup, which I guess is what allows us to get through the cleanup because it's exhausting, is that we, um, how should I say it? Recap the evening. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Thank you so much, Steve. You helped me. Yeah. Um, and and that's you know that's part of the fun because that brings us all together it's an activity you know and we know it's not going to go anywhere but that's part of us you know sort of looking over the whole evening and uh sharing that experience with each other mhm um now i want to wrap this up by asking how you could handle or build or grow your friendship when your spouse seems to resistant to expending any kind of energy to help build those bonds? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, again, you know, I think that if it's presented as a task or a chore, you're going to get more resistance. If I think it's a matter of starting to, you know, plan some activities or just starting to ask some questions of interest, you're not going to get as much resistance. But if you have a mate who unfortunately is just not really connecting on that level, um, you may have to just accept that and get your friendship needs from other people. I, f- so you mentioned the couple who came in where the wife wanted to gossip, the husband didn't. Mm-hmm. What did you tell? Mm-hmm. What did you tell them? Or wh- well, I mean- first, first, what I did is I validated that what she wanted was not inappropriate, and I also told them the research and um, you know tried to encourage him to not judge it and look down upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was something that she continued to complain about. And he just had a really hard time doing. And, you know, you can't force somebody to be something that they're not. You you can't control it. So eventually she had to just accept it and, you know, um, do it with with some of her friends. Okay. And so if you have a resistant spouse, is it – is part of it finding finding the appropriate outlet? to build that friendship on. So, okay, so this husband isn't really into the gossiping thing. Let's try to find something else that he will be more responsive to. Yes, I think that that's a very reasonable solution. Okay. And if you feel like um, maybe this is where the conversation happens then because – you have expressed how you want to, you know, share some of this gossipy news and your spouse is completely disinterested disinterested, and you kind of explain to them that, you know, I, you know, I really feel like we're missing some of these conversations and I would love to have them with you, but I understand you're not into this, but I do want to spend some time with you. So let's, let's go on a bike ride or, you know, what do you, you know, tell me about your day. Maybe that is part of it. You just engage them to yes, try to get them to talk about it. That is great. But I'm thinking about the fact that there could be certain people who could really just not be comfortable with that element. You know, um, and I, I'm having a conversation in my head as you're talking, 
And, you know, you could have, let's say, some tra- traditional guys who feel, you know, look, I, I, I work hard. I feel very responsible for the family. I do my job. I'm happy to help out even, you know, with the, with the children and things like that. You know, what more do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily um, so emotionally needy or uh, wanting to connect that way. And again, though I think they're missing out on something that would really um, bring some joy to them in their life, you you have to understand who you're working with. Mm-hmm. I think and- this is – yeah, I was just going to say that. I think this is very interesting because this also kind of gets back to the bigger question of what is a marriage? What is it for? Um, what does it mean to be married? All these things that we now talk about with a modern marriage about people marrying for love as opposed to the reasons that have been more traditional in the past. Right. And, you know, we marry for love. We marry for friendship now. And some people might not look at it that way still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said at the top, you know, they have friends. They don't, they're not marrying you for friendship per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, are just looking for a partner through life kind of a thing, you know, for whatever that means. Right. Or, you know, what you were saying was we're talking about a different kind of connection. And unfortunately, there are some people who don't connect emotionally. And so it's going to be difficult to be a friend um, in the manner in which we've been speaking if that component is not really there for you. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's an excellent point. Excellent point. Um, was there anything that you wanted to add to this conversation before we wrapped it up? Well, you know, I think the one thing I would want people to be aware of is um, know who you're. Of course, we're speaking to a group that is already married, but um, I presume that um, you might speak to some people who are not yet married. Um, I hope that the um, podcast we do, the information you get from Hitch Mag, um, and et cetera, et cetera, has helped you and that you stay married. But in case that doesn't happen, uh, when you're looking the next time, know that who you see before you get married is who the person is. Mm. Do not go into marriage thinking, oh, I'll change the person afterwards. That's a very a dangerous way to um, think because uh, you don't have the right to change somebody else and uh, that's going to be really frustrating to you and to your uh, your spouse. I think it's important for people who are already married to understand that as well because I think there's a lot of people who are married that are just like they're still not the person who I wanted them to be not -hmm. not understanding that they're never going to be. That by the way, I want to say that that doesn't mean that people can't improve or evolve. I mean, I feel like I'm a better person absolutely today that than I was right. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I give a lot of credit to my spouse because she has opened up my eyes and opened up my world and offered new perspectives that I wouldn't have found on my own. Mm-hmm. So I will say that there's that aspect of it. But to your point, I still am who I am. Yes. And the other thing is that you have to be open and willing to, you know, uh, consider the possibilities that 
change might be something that could be fascinating and different and offer new possibilities to you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm glad that you're, you know, um, making a point to what I'm saying because it's not that people can't change. I mean, if I didn't think people could change, I wouldn't be in the business that I'm in. <laughs> yeah. But you can't go into it thinking I'm going to change somebody. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the only point I wanted to make. I yeah. think that that's dangerous. No, that's a, that that is an excellent point. Um, all right, well that will do it for us. Uh, so thank you so much, Karen. It's always a pleasure. It's my pleasure as well. And I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And as I mentioned, she has her own show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. Uh, you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find a link to that on our website, hitchedmag.com. You can, of course, follow us, ask us questions, uh, engage with us on the social platforms. If you have not signed up for the newsletter, I encourage that. It is a very easy way to keep up to date with the latest info. Uh, you can do it from pretty much any page on our website. It takes literally 30 seconds or less. Uh, and uh, if you're looking for a little something to reconnect with, since we're talking about friendship, we have a wine club. And you can sign up for that, and we will deliver wine uh, each month. With date ideas, by the way, uh, exclusive to the wine uh, club members, and it will give you something to gossip over, a glass of wine. You can sit down, reconnect, gossip about what's going on in your life. Uh, that really is the impetus behind the wine club itself is we want to do have this monthly reminder delivered to your doorstep that reminded you to slow down and reconnect with your spouse. And what better way to do that than with a beautiful glass of wine? So that will do it for us this week. One last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. And that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. <laughs>